Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Building Your Business right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Deborah Laurel, peer learning. She's got this wonderful peer learning group, and she's been doing this for a very, very long time, working with small businesses, big businesses, going in on how to take managers in a business to communicate with each other. They each have their own department, their own section, but if they do not communicate with each other, they're not addressing the whole. Obviously, COVID has come along and she's uh, unable to kind of get in there with the organizations that they themselves are up in flux at the present time. So she's gone and put some wonderful programs online to benefit the small business owners, uh, to show them the managerial that they need at this time in order to regroup and, and to, to re-look at how how to do their business and to help small owners face the steep learning curve that they're that they're facing right now and for many of them you know uh, they have uh, businesses and, and employees that they've got to deal with and it's how do they deal with them where are the resources what's the access can they take advantage of classes uh, which she's going to be offering and the need for learning doesn't stop in the classroom door um, it's on a daily basis small business owners can face complex new challenges that they need to address and they may uh, be at a loss of what to do and there's an awful lot of people that are at a loss of what to do right now they're feeling rather isolated they don't know how to navigate this uh, new path that everybody's on and they need that help from somebody who really has got the managerial uh, side of things down completely and knows exactly what she's doing and is uh, is here to help you whether you're big or whether you're small how to navigate these new roads welcome to the show deborah thank you very much how are you I'm doing great, thank you, apart from a few kind of allergy sniffles here, so hopefully there will be no sneezes going on. <laughs> and I hope you can't hear in the background somebody decided to power wash their house. So, you know, <laughs> just the way, you know, the, this is my business, it relies on people being quiet out there, it doesn't always happen. We have to learn to adjust, don't we? You know, big organizations, small businesses, people starting up, Everybody at that uh, in the moment is is that kind of at that crossroads of having to redirect and readjust, uh, even yourself, from from where you have been doing your business to where you are now. And first and foremost, though, is getting that mindset, isn't it? To I've got to readjust if I want to survive. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So how have you done it? How have you kind of looked at things at the, and gone, you know, okay, I cannot go into these corporations right now. Many of them are working from home or, you know, completely and naturally have redirected. This is the last thing on their mind at the present moment. Um, how have you redirect, uh, redirected yourself? Well, before I was involved in classroom training and small group, peer learning groups that were on site, so we've had to move everything online, make everything virtual. 
And what is surprising to me is that it works just fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, I think that surprises a lot of people. I mean, we're doing this by Zoom. Zoom has never been so popular as it has during COVID. All the TV shows are on Zoom. Businesses have gone to Zoom. And we thank you, Zoom. Um, but you can be just as interactive with everybody in a Zoom platform as you can in the classroom. Absolutely. There are so many different uh, functionalities there, from polls to breakout. I like the breakout rooms particularly with whiteboards, which is yes. having a small group working with a, 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 a flip chart. Mm-hmm. There yeah. are, there's chat Mm-hmm. And there are the, all the reactions that people can do, thumbs up, thumbs down. <laughs> Emojis. <laughs> and the beauty of it is you can record it. So instead of people taking notes and kind of not really getting engaged because they're busy taking notes, you can record this and everybody can have the recording and go back and listen to it when they want, which is a great ad- advantage because they can really truly be engaged in the moment instead of taking notes on everything. Right. Well, also, my material is not just online. So people are always working with a handout. Mm. What one of the cardinal sins is to put all of your material into a PowerPoint. So it's just text studded. And Mm. that's not what PowerPoint is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be a compliment or a supplement, not the training. If it's the training, you might as well just send it to them. Yeah. Um, whenever I did courses, I never handed everything out at, at once because you would always have people flip through to the end. And uh-huh. I thought, no, I don't want you to get there because this is an unraveling of the onion. I don't want you to just cut straight to the center because you're going to miss the point. So <laughs> this is also a way that you can uh, control of how much information they get and, and information that's relevant to the now, the moment. <laughs> well, this, this is true. I don't do it that way. I like people to have everything in front of them, but most of what's in front of them are worksheets. Mm -hmm. So you're going to work on one sheet at a time anyway. Exactly. Uh, You've worked kind of in the, as you said, the classroom type um, thing through industry for a very long time now. And it's, you know, people forget that, in big organizations, there are a lot of managers, each one of them managing their own different departments. And if they don't come together, you know, you're going to have things out of sync. And it's very important to have things running kind of under the same rhythm. And so it's very important that managers get together and, and talk about what their plans are, but also what, what their problems are. Because when the heads come together, you can find solutions, can't you? That's the whole point, absolutely. And that's really how people learn, by talking to each other. Yes. Learn from each other. I wish people would talk with each other more than at each other. (laughs) I think we would all learn a great deal more. (laughs) Um, And also a manager is there as kind of a conductor. And it's, you know, it's to recognize you know, who's really working well, who's maybe falling behind and why. They're not there to lord over people. And I think a lot of the time you get people stepping into managerial positions and suddenly the ego goes and the ego is driving and not really what the reason is. They're there there to manage, 
you know, manage the problems, manage the success, manage the keeping everything in symphony. And if ego steps into that, then you're not going to manage very much. Well, there's several, several things to say about that. First of all, if they're new managers, very often they have been ex excellent technical people. Mm. But they don't have the people skills, mm. which is what you, of course, need as, you know, as, as a manager. And then there's the whole other issue of now managing virtually. Mm -hmm. So many people are operating from their homes. And if you don't have people skills, then you don't come across as very empathetic. Right. Which just adds to people's sense of isolation mm -hmm. and uh, upset. And there was another thing I wanted to mention about that. And of course, I'm nervous and it just went, phew. Ah, just take a deep breath. <laughs> You're just talking to one of the managers right now. <laughs> the, other thing, the other thing is that one technique that managers are using now because they feel so out of control mm -hmm. is to micromanage, yeah. which is the very last thing we want to see people doing. Yeah. I think at the present moment, you know, really quite honestly, everybody does need to take a deep breath. You know, you cannot go about business as usual. And this isn't, as has been proven already, it's not just a month or two and back to the same old. You know, this is going to be a kind of a new paradigm out here. Uh, there's going to be an awful lot of businesses that will not go back to the offices, so to speak. I believe that people are being offered the chance to work from home permanently work in the office permanently or split it, which is a good idea. Um, and as a manager, you've got to be very versatile on that to be able to do both. And, you know, that means the question with the COVID right now, do you feel safe? Should you back down? Should you just say, I will just tend to the virtual or I'm comfortable, I'll go into the office. So there's a lot of self-talk that needs to go on before they even kind of step out into this new paradigm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm sure it's very scary. Mm -hmm. Not only scary for employees, but it's got to be scary for the managers because they're still responsible for program results, yeah. for productivity, for quality. And I can understand the sense that you've got to micromanage because you've got to try to keep your hands on things. But it doesn't work. No. No, and you know, one thing we're noticing with people working from home, they're not doing the eight-hour shifts. They may still completely produce what they're meant to produce on a daily basis, but they're going to do it in and around the kids, uh, you know, when they've got the time to sit quietly. Um, and it really doesn't matter, does it? It's, it's a question as long as you are getting the work done and if you need to get something out to somebody at a particular time that that is being done. But we can't micromanage people's clock anymore. Because if they are working from home, they're also navigating the home front. Exactly. Exactly. So then that becomes an issue of, all right, so how, do you, how clear are you as a manager in terms of what the needs are, what the expectations are? Are you making sure that the employees have the resources they need so that they can meet those deadlines and provide mm -hmm. those, those deliverables? Yeah. Yeah, I interview, interviewed somebody yesterday who's 
uh, kids came in and I said, oh, you know, bring her up. And he said, nope, she's naked. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing is that it, we've also got to get rid of a lot of the rigidity and, and understand things are going to happen over there and, and uh, you know, learn to laugh about it, learn to incorporate it. Because if you make the, you know, the, the person you're managing feel uncomfortable, then, you know, that's going to get in the way of their productivity. So sometimes you simply just got to laugh things off. Yes. Yes. Very true. And I think there are a lot of people who would love to have some laughter in their lives right now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. Um, and not the politician <laughs> laughter of, you know, coming to take me away type thing. <laughs> we want some clarity laughter too. Um, I love the fact that you're doing peer grouping. So whether you're working with industry or, or entrepreneurs that kind of, because let's face it, an entrepreneur is a manager. They are managing their own, their own company, whether they're a solopreneur or whether they've got a small group. As an entrepreneur, you're wearing many hats. And one of them is that managerial hat. And, you know, now maybe so many people have had to go online to do the business. So many coaches I know, like yourself, have had to go online. It's a new learning curve for you of how to put all your programs online and how comfortable are you doing it? Nervous, obviously doing it for the first time because it's a new classroom, so to speak. So you've put together kind of a peer group for, for entrepreneurs to come together in kind of the same business bracket so they could be supportive of each other? Yes, exactly. The idea of the peer learning group is that people meet for twice for 90 minute sessions that's separated by a month of practice. Uh -huh. And the idea is that we provide the material. And for example, I was just looking at one of the programs that we have, which is presenting yourself in the virtual world. Uh -huh. Being comfortable with how you present yourself so that you come across as professional. Hopefully I'm coming across as professional. <laughs> Right, I love you. <laughs> Hopefully, she models what she's teaching. <laughs> but you're also kind of modeling the fact that this even is a new platform for you. You know, doing a podcast on your work, right? And and you're having to navigate yourself through that because this is not a norm for you either. So you know, it's okay for people to kind of say, you know what, this is new for me too. Uh, I'm bringing my expertise to you, but it's still new how I'm doing it. So, you know, let's all take a breath and work together. And that's the idea, to work mm -hmm. together so that people, first of all, don't feel isolated. Mm -hmm. Don't feel that they have to be the, the lone person figuring things out. And so the peer learning group is structured. So with our materials, people have a confidential conversation. They they meet together, they identify what their challenge is, they, dis they discuss what they're trying to do to address that challenge if it's not being effective. We have them look at root causes to make sure that they're dealing with the correct issue. And then we give them some things to think about applying. Mm -hmm. And they commit to doing that. And for a month, they practice that but while they're practicing that, they're in touch with the rest of the group. They have a peer buddy specifically drawn from the group that they check in with once a week to keep each other on task. They have micro learning tips coming once a week. They keep a log 
what did I do? How did it go? What did I learn? And when they come back after that month of practice, and it's, it's not an add-on. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want people to be thinking, oh my goodness, I have so much else I'm doing. This right. is going to be homework. Right. No. If it's a matter of uh, presenting yourself on the video, then you got to practice mm -hmm. presenting yourself. And so yeah. you're going to be in meetings. So it's just becoming more conscious of doing one or two things differently because you have to have that conversation on Zoom anyway. Right. Or if you are delegating, you have to delegate anyway. So it's just a different way of doing what you have to do normally. And when they come back after the, the month, they talk about what their experience was. And so that's another reinforcement of mm -hmm. them practicing and discuss what worked and what did they learn from that and what are they going to do differently. And then they decide what they're going to talk about next. Mm -hmm. so there's a, it creates a support network for them, which I think is so important. Oh, hugely important. I mean, I'm, I'm a podcast network. And um, I don't personally know too many other people who have their own network. Uh, so a lot of people may have a podcast and they've just got one and they've put out one a week and I put out six to eight a week because <laughs> I'm a network here. And I don't have someone else I can troubleshoot or talk with. I've got some other podcasters, et cetera. And we can talk about, you know, some things. But having a peer group when you have a problem, you know, have you got a problem with iTunes? Yes. How did you rectify that? <laughs> you know, oh, you've got to have this guest or this other person say, I love that guest. It's support for one another. Don't we all need support? We do, especially right now. What do you have when you're in, in the classroom around the boardroom with everybody talking? You're there to support one another. You're there to troubleshoot, to support, to find solutions. And if you haven't actually got that, physically right now we have to create it virtually otherwise that isolation starts eating away at everyone and uh, we see productivity on every level you know drop because a lot happens with isolation where people start second guessing themselves and then doubting and then should i well maybe i should just call it quits well, i don't know can i do this and if you've got that team of people and you've got that structure that you've given them and you've got that support where well, you've got each other egging each other on and you've got people finding solutions to the problem. And it, quite honestly, in life, that's what we need. Never mind a business. We need that in life. And so having that in business, I think, is just going to propel everybody onto that next level because this next level of online is going to be dominant from now on. And there's so many people who have been laid off who are yes. now starting their own businesses yes. because they don't see another option for them. And perhaps because they have a passion for something, doing something yeah. they haven't done before. Uh, so there's going to be a huge need for that kind of support for people. But you know, it's all very well, you know, I've got people who do this and that, let's just get together and talk about it. But if you don't have the structure, all you're doing is talking or moaning. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't got the structure in front of you of how to address the problem, right? And that's what we need is, is how to address, how to manage it. And that is, I think, you know, the biggest issue in any business, in any household. Imagine if mom didn't manage the house. 
you know, it would go to chaos. We need management. And a lot of entrepreneurs will go, I have a passion for this. I love doing that and I love helping people. But if they don't have that management skill behind them, all it is is enthusiasm without content. So you need that management to, to know what steps in presenting. Getting people hooked in is one thing, but what are you going to do with them now? <laughs> you need a structure. Well, and even in starting a business, you need a structure. Yeah. You need to think through what are your strengths, what needs to be done, who's going to do that. If it's not going to be you, who are you going to find to do that for you? You know, for example, I, when I started my business, and my business has been going for 35 years because mm -hmm. I started when I was two. <laughs> what a genius child you were. Prodigy. <laughs> I was, I was. Uh, I realized accounting is not my area. There's mm -hmm. no way I could keep up with taxes and things like that. So I immediately got an accountant because there was no point to me even trying to learn it. Exactly. It's recognized enough to know that you don't have the aptitude for it, right? Delegate. Right. And then there are so many hats that you have to yeah. wear when you run your own business, even I know. if it's just you. I know. I promise you, the neck gets very, very wobbly. <laughs> yes, because I wear all my hats in my business. And yeah, it, it's also incredibly time consuming. And if you can take something that you're not good at and delegate it to someone else. And, and the beauty about delegating it to people when you know you're going to need these people on a regular basis, they also become part of your peer group on a different level. They're your delegates, you know, maybe not managers, but the delegates and you can go, okay, I've got this issue again. Can you help me with it? And they may need your services in a different way. Um, everything is about integration isn't it of how we can kind of lock together and help each other with each of our own individual strengths as long as we're willing to communicate big one yeah because it's not about dictatorial right it's about conversation right and it begins by knowing wh what is it that i want to do and what is it that i need to get there and mm -hmm. then who can i talk to about that and what should that conversation end up being because we don't just talk to have a conversation what well, we do you do yeah times where venting is is perfectly fine but it doesn't solve anything no what what's productive out of it you know what solutions have come out of it you know in these shows we're going to present a problem but we're never going to leave you without some solutions you know whether you apply them or not is, is up to you but we're going to give them to you anyway <laughs> and that's really what it's about isn't it is that this is your forte uh, since the age of two uh, to be doing this and you've worked with big corporations big um, big companies where the managers haven't each of them have lots of people underneath them that they're juggling there so you know what it's like to work with the people that are have got the pressure on them and how to kind of diffuse that pressure and, and each one of them be supportive of one another and converse about the needs. And I think that's also something that's especially wants entrepreneurs is people, well, if, if I tell somebody that, am I a failure? You know, and, and that's a fear, isn't it? I don't want to look stupid. I mean, you know, I want to ask this question, but will that make me look an idiot? And it's like, prepare to be the idiot. You know, I'm an idiot, I don't know how to do this. And, and but somebody goes I do and they're only too willing to help so be prepared to be the idiot it's perfectly all right 
Well, and you don't even need to be an idiot because one of the things that we found, feedback that we would get from the peer learning groups is this enormous sigh of relief. Mm -hmm. I'm not the only one. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm good to know I'm not the only one. I'm doing my best and they're doing their best and we're coming up against whatever this is and we can figure it out together. Right. And, and together is where we should be. You know, you put people together that are, are in the same industry because obviously they need to, you know, be supportive and have knowledge of each other's industry. And there's no point in putting cross industries out because then they can't really help each other. And I think the word competitive needs to just be tossed out. Leave it to sports right? We don't need the competitiveness in the businesses now. We need collaboration. There is enough for everyone. And you can have six people all doing the same thing, but each one of them has their own style. Like in an orchestra, the instruments are different. But all of these people with their different instruments make up an orchestra. And what you're doing, you're putting the orchestra together. When I was going into business, and I talked, I went to the Small Business Development Center, which is a good place to begin for those of you who are starting your own business. You can get some wonderful uh, advice and training there. And so I was talking to a counselor and I said, you know, I want to be a trainer, but there are a lot of good trainers around. And he said, good, that's good. If there are good trainers around, then training has a good reputation. You want your competitors to be excellent because just as you, as you said, Sarah, everybody brings something mm -hmm. different and someone may not like somebody's style, may not like somebody's approach, and they may like yours better. Precisely. You've just got to own who you are and what you're bringing to the table and stop worrying about what everybody else is doing. I know that I don't know, 20 years ago and doing a business program is what are your competitors doing? How can you do it better? And I kind of looked at that approach and, and it just didn't fit with me. And, you know, it's taken me a long time for me to be me and just to realize that this is, this is my style. This is the way I do it. It may not be everybody's cup of tea, but it's somebody's strong cup of coffee. And I'm going to fit for those people that are going to hear my style, but it's not a one style fits all. And I think if we start looking, stop looking at our business as that I've got to address everybody and understand that if you can address the people that truly relate to you, then you truly can serve those people in a better way. Yes. Amen. <laughs> now you have a lot of modules um, that you put the people through. I'm just going to go, I have to put glasses on and folks, you're going to see a ring in the glasses because these are not non-glare but you've got the solopreneur zip modules you've got um i'm going to open one of them up here and okay open up <laughs> this is another thing with people suddenly having to do everything on the computer you may actually have to take some sort of computer course what? in in order to kind of know how to do all of these things so you've got managing your business you've got managing your stress Oh, yes. Now we've talked about managing your business, about coming together, but managing your stress. This time period, it, it, it can be very stressful when you're having to adjust and do things from the computer now at home. 
and you've got the family around you and you know where you get that pocket of time and um, it it's, can be extremely stressful so this is a very very important module that you've got here there's also manage your time yes yes we'll talk about that one in a moment but let's talk about stress okay. <laughs> who hasn't got some stress in their lives right now and just dealing with first of all dealing with change mm. dealing with covid dealing with being at home dealing with a new business or struggling because suddenly the networking that you used to do face to face you can't do anymore face to face there are so many different stressors that i don't think the books even thought about mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and that it's okay to be stressed about it but recognizing you're stressed it's now how to even manage your stress right and to look to look at what you're telling yourself yeah because it really gets down to the self talk oh boy and we have to understand the self talk is the vibration in which you're speaking to yourself and is the way that your entire psyche is going to pick everything up so when we talk about speaking nicely to yourself there is a reason for it it changes the frequency it addresses the rest of the body in possibilities not in impossible so let's change it to i'm possible than impossible right <laughs> which is really important that self talk is really important and you know a lot of people are saying right i can't do this well you've got it out of your head now all right and and go look at it you know what this is a new curve i didn't know how to do that back then but i learned this is just a new lesson to learn a new right. direction to go in and that let's look at it as a as a self challenge and see, you know, see what you can learn from it and how you could adapt to it and don't feel overwhelmed by it. And of course, being part of a peer group will take an awful lot of that stress and overwhelming away from someone. Because it takes it one step at a time. Yeah. When we're trying to juggle absolutely everything, that it becomes an overwhelm. And that's yeah. understandable. Yes, yes. You just feel like you're drowning. Can't get a breath. Exactly. And, I'm, I'm, and we, you know, literally we're talking about people take a breath take a deep breath center yourself you know because you're making it more stressful for yourself by being overwhelmed so let's instead of looking at the whole picture look at one part i i mean when i was at boarding school um we used to have the teacher say we're going to go and walk to the moors and we'd look over the fields and the moors were so far away and, oh god this is a long walk and instead she would go we're going to look at that tree over there oh let's go look at that bush over there let's go look over there and next thing you know we've not only down the, the marsh but we're home and it didn't feel like anything because we did it in modules and that's i think coming into the managing of the time isn't it yes it, it truly is the um yeah, my brain just went <laughs> i threw the time curve at you i think the management of time is probably incredibly significant because that will also help you manage your stress um you've got to understand you're not in the same old same old time you may be having to break your time up work with people on appointments and on times that they can fit in to talk to you uh, and managing your time more efficiently instead of you know it's not do I put in eight hours today? No, maybe it's not eight hours you need to put in. Maybe it's only three or four hours that you really need to do it. And if you manage your time properly, you can get everything done in that time. It's such a, an important piece, for, particularly for new entrepreneurs, because what becomes 
particularly working from home, you can work 24 hours. You easily. can totally, yeah. easily. And you can totally neglect those people you love mm -hmm. because what's being done is so, is so important. And it is important. And um, my family would be laughing at me for even discussing <laughs> that I teach time management. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so okay. do what I say, not what I do. <laughs> yes. So you know how important it is. And the same thing, you know, is um, I, I switch on the computer at 10. Yeah, first hour is me and I switch on the computer at 10. I switch it off at five. Sometimes it may go to six if I have a deadline, you know, with all the editing, etc. But that's it. I very rarely do an evening show or a weekend show uh, unless it's somebody in, in a totally different country and time zone. And I treat it, you know, that's the job. The computer goes down. I'll check my phone for any emergency emails. But other than that, I'm not back in the office until 10, even though my office is three feet away. <laughs> because you have to be, you have to set those time restraints, don't you? Otherwise, it will consume you. It is very easy just to be there 24 hours. And there's a lot of terrible fallout. Yeah relationships when yeah. that happens and also your health your stress and your health yeah a big one because uh, i know the, you know the the detriments of sitting in a chair you know for seven hours and and you've got to make time for either the meditation or the exercise or the redirect so it's again managing your work time but managing your social time and managing your self time by family time what your priorities are yeah I stick to them. I mean, yeah, be flexible when you've got appointments. Yes. But don't go, oh, I'll just put in an extra hour today. Oh, I'll put in an extra hour tomorrow. You know, that's how it starts. It starts getting bigger and bigger. So you kind of draw the line on something and say, no, five o'clock, whatever your time thing is, that's it. Done. Right. That's right. And you're your boss. Yes. Yes. You're <laughs> to blame if you're not doing that. Um, okay, so, you know, we've got time. We've, uh, kind of covered the business, the stress and the time. And now it's presenting yourself virtually, which we did touch on a bit. But, you know, um, we joke and, and everybody else jokes on TV that people are all dressed on top, but don't ask them to stand up. Right? <laughs> uh, and that's okay if this is what you're presenting. But remember, if suddenly there was a fire drill and you had to stand up. <laughs> what have you got on the bottom layer there? <laughs> um, but... We're, we're more relaxed, like people aren't wearing the suits on Zoom as they, they would in the boardroom. They're not wearing the suits. And, but you've still got to present yourself in a presentable way, even if it's more casual. So, you know, the appearance of who you are is still very much counts, doesn't it? It, it, it does, because it gives, if you come across as a slob and as yeah. you're cluttered everywhere behind you and next to you, and you're not on top of what the topic is, you give such a poor impression mm. yeah. to people. And even uh, such simple things as making sure that you're looking into the camera. Yes, yes. So yes. many people are you know, looking down mm -hmm. at you or looking up at you, and it's, it's off-putting. Yeah, or all head. You know, the head's right there, <laughs> which could be a little psychotic. The, you know, the other thing is please make sure that your sound is good. 
you know, invest in the headphones and the things so it blocks out any outside noise. Make sure your lighting is good, right? Make sure you're telling your family, this is work time, right? And don't bother me. And, and if, you know, if a kid comes running in naked <laughs> yesterday, you know, so be it, go with the flow. But, you know, it's because that will happen. But it's, it's letting everybody know I'm going to work now. Work is in this room, door closed, right? And um, you want to have people, just as you want people to see you around the boardroom or wherever, the classroom or wherever else you're meeting, uh, you want to be bright and aesthetic here. So there's so many people who have come up now with, you know, cool backdrops. Uh, they do use this one on Zoom, which can create a backdrop. The only trouble is with that when they move their head, it goes all swirly behind and it can get rather, and <laughs> so just create a backdrop, you know, and, and if it's your office, then, you know, have representation of your work behind you, right? So it looks like, you know, you are still in work mode. So the setting virtually is just as important as it would be as if you were meeting in an office. Sometimes you don't have a lot of control over that, but you can certainly control what's be right behind you. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. if you've got to do it in your bedroom, then okay, but at least have your bed made. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's just remembering that your background, people, if they're getting deterred from the background, they're not going to be listening to you. And if you're looking like you've just woken up, you haven't shaved, you know, um, it's going to be, well, do you even want to talk to me right now? You know, so yeah, it's how you present yourself to any client or any colleague. Make sure you do the same online. The same applies, right? Exactly. Exactly. And you know, the other thing is when you're talking online, especially if it's in groups, is, you know, uh, you need to have somebody that's the conductor of the meeting. Because otherwise, everybody's going to talk at once. And if you've got somebody that can address something and then direct it at somebody and then say, I'd like to add to that. And, you know, it then becomes something that's more fluid. So like you would, if you were at the board table, there's somebody that's going to conduct it. It's always a good idea to set out who's going to conduct it on a meeting if you have a lot of people. Yes, for the peer learning groups, we have somebody choose to be the timekeeper. Mm -hmm. That person is responsible for keeping things on time and making sure everybody gets a chance, including them, right. to, to speak. Yes. Um, and, you know, there's always somebody that may say something in two or three sentences and somebody that will say something in 10 or 12 sentences. And it's recognizing that that's the way the person talks. Um, and so you, when you, you know, I think if you are that timekeeper, it's always a good idea to have a one-on-one -on -one with people beforehand, if you can. So you can, you know, get to know the styles of people and you know how to conduct it. So... Um, and this will come with experience. The more you do it, the more you'll learn, ah, next time I need to do this, right? And next time I need to do that. And uh, even having people send out, you know, these are my issues I'd love to talk about. And then the person can say, you know, so-and-so's got this issue and let them talk about it. And, who else, and that person's got that issue too. And it just manages that time and productivity so much better. So it's back to management again, right? Yes. It is. Mm -hmm. Managing one's time, managing one's stress, um, you know, preparing yourself for the virtual. And you've got, you know, the, the peer learning institution itself and what it stands for. And, you know, this has been a learning curve for you 
because you know you are now having you know you've done online stuff before but you know it's now you've had to kind of regear yourself into a different demographic and uh, uh and the big organizations when they're ready they know you they'll call you back and probably even ask you to set something up up on zoom for because most certainly those organizations need their managers to come together and go okay how do we navigate this so they're most certainly needing it right now because they're not going to be working with people from home and at work possibly and it's it's a whole new learning curve for them but what we are seeing right now is the multitude of entrepreneurs solopreneurs people redirecting their businesses online you've got yoga instructors that are now doing yoga through uh, you know through zoom right and um, you've got massage therapists knowing they can't actually do the hands-on massage, but instead they're doing stretching, they're doing this, they're doing that. So it's, you can't do this, but what else can you do in the meantime until you can go back to doing that? That still shows people you're out there, you're in business, and that still benefits them. So we have to throw away the box, don't we? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And there not be scared. Pardon? Not be scared. Well, it's okay to be scared if it's new and you're a little worried because that gives you a little bit of an adrenaline right. push. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's when you're terrified. Move <laughs> <laughs> it all. No, no, and and that's um and that where does that terrified coming to? And it comes from people just really not knowing what to do. So, you know, right now with this, this peer group system that you have, it is, it, it's going to help so many people that are entrepreneurs that just, I don't know what to do right now. You know, my clientele, I can't reach them. I can't go to them. Or how do I do this online? Or, you know, um, how is everybody else doing? And they don't know who to reach out to. You can talk to people on LinkedIn. You can talk to people on Facebook. But it's not the same thing. Everybody's talking about the same problem. But who's coming up with the solution? Your whole program is about giving them the tools to navigate the problems, to discover the solution for themselves. You're not giving them the solution. You're giving them the tools to find the solution together. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Can we hire you to market for us? <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> so many people want to tell people how to do it. Do it this way and you'll get these results. And it, there again, you're trying to fit one size fits all. But when you're presenting a program that has people looking at A, B, C, D, E, and F, and, and uh, some, some tools that they can use to apply to it, but they've got to apply it together. Not only are you solidifying that strength, and you're showing who, who has got the strength in which area, but it's also allowing them to do it, to apply that knowledge their own way to their own business and own it. You don't want them just sticking it on like a Band-Aid. You want them to immerse it in like a nutrition, right? <laughs> because then it's going to be more beneficial. So having a program that shows them how to be strong and, and um, uh, nutritional themselves is so much better than just showing them how to do this step and then suddenly it steps out into something else and they don't know what to do anymore. Right, exactly. They, they own it. Right. They really own it. Uh, whichever way it goes, they own it, right? They own it. So how long, uh, you do um, a 90 minute with the group where you present 
all we the modules. Okay. No, the um, we do have an introductory program to help people get comfortable, and that is facilitated. Mm -hmm. The three, two or three hour program to get people aware of each other, knowing what the program is, knowing, creating some sense of psychological safety and having their rules of engagement so that people will feel comfortable going into the group. But then the groups meet on their own. Mm -hmm. We give them the materials. They decide who's going to be the timekeeper for that first session. And the materials give them an agenda and a, and a recommended time frame for the discussion around each section in the agenda. And it ends up with an action plan. Mm -hmm. And they know that when they come back after the month of practice, they're going to be, they know exactly what they're going to be doing because it tells them when you come back, you will be reporting on what your experience was and we're going to want to know what happened and what did you think of that and what did you learn from that? And what do you need from here on, uh, right? So, exactly. Um, see, I, you don't, it's the old, instead of catching the fish for someone, teach them how to fish. And really that's kind of the method you're doing here. You're, you're showing them how to use the rod you know, which fly to use and, and where's the best place to fish and how to throw the hook, but they've got to get out and do it. Practice makes perfect. And, you know, if they're there amongst the other fishermen learning how they do it and everybody's sharing their expertise, you know, suddenly you're a good fisherman. Yes. Yes. You must fish. Yes, you must fish. <laughs> the other thing is, is, you know, the, the peer group, uh, they're building a camaraderie with each other. Um, they're building a referral system with each other because not everybody does exactly the same. So, you know, you know, you get a client, you know what, you're better suited to so-and-so. This is their strength. And that person will also say, I've got somebody for you. This is not my cup of tea. And then it becomes that really wonderful peer group where they kind of support each other way, way beyond because it's not just meet and now you all go your separate ways. You're going to stick in that peer group and hold each other accountable and be there for each other's support. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I it's a, absolutely. I, <laughs> absolutely. That's it. It's a long-term thing. It's a long-term thing. Well, it's as long as they need it to be. Or as want it to be. You know, it might be just something, you know, like let's every month everybody just, you know, uh, check in how we're doing. Or if anybody's got a problem, reach out. And they can send it out to the peer group and the peer group can decide if they're going to have a meeting or just address it. But it's knowing you've got somebody out there that's got your back, that, that can help you with a problem or um, you've got an idea you'd like to share with them. And, you know, it's that support group. So it's, you know, how many courses put people together in a course and then they all go their separate ways. Yours is about literally the interlocking where they can go on supporting each other long after this because they have formed that peer group of support and understanding of each other, which I think is wonderful and so necessary in entrepreneurialism. It, tr it truly is. Uh, we saw a need. Mm -hmm. We're trying to fill that need. And if people are interested, they should go to our website. Yes. The Peer Learning Institute. Dot com? Dot com. 
very simple. Now, how do you put people together? Do you put them together by industry or do you kind of have a questionnaire for them to fill out to know whether they're, they're a right fit? You know, we're still working out that because there's, uh, on one hand, the idea of having everybody in the same uh, career path or focus makes sense. On the other hand, people from different places can mm. help each other see things from a totally different perspective. Right. So my guess is that we will have a questionnaire that will help give us some sense of who's going to work well together yeah. and then set the groups up that way. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're a coach, they could be, a, uh, everybody could be a different kind of coach because really what they're talking about is the management of their coaching and their business. That doesn't have to be in the same business, but they're all coaches. Uh, and having that diversity, uh, you know, very often will allow for creativity, which is important. So, yeah, I'm putting people together. We, you want people, if you've got somebody that's about rah, 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 drive, I want it done, I want to get to the destination, and you're putting it with people that really likes to take the country roads and the scenery, it's not going to work. <laughs> Although sometimes you need, if you had everybody who likes to look at the scenery, we may never get there. True, true, true. Um, but then so the, 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 the highway person may get too frustrated and just leave the group, right? So it's the moderation of where's, exactly. where, where do they complement each other? Exactly. And that's what we want to look for in business, isn't it? You want to do business with people. First and foremost, does it come from their heart? You know, and having done all these business shows now for the last eight years, um, the one common denominator, which I am so pleased to see, is the emphasis on industry and corporations and individuals to come from the heart. Why are you doing this? Is it something that really means something to you? Do you really love it? Is it something when somebody meets you, they can feel it? Right, because if they know that it comes from the heart, that you really, really love doing this, and it's not about the bottom dollar line, right? The dollars will come if people buy you first and what your passion is. So you have to be your business. You have to be the passion of your business. You've got to show that there's heart and soul in it and in the way you treat your customers, the way you treat your staff, the way you treat yourself. And that will make people feel, I really want to do business with you. People do not want to do business if they're just a number or if people are just looking at how much money do I get out of you. Those days are just moving on because nobody wants to feel like that anymore. No, there's so much that dehumanizes yes. us and treats us as numbers one way or the other. I think customers, everybody wants to be seen as who they are, unique, with specific needs and concerns. And ultimately, ultimately it comes down to trust. Do I trust that you're really who you say you are? Do I trust that you will give me what you say you'll give me? Yes. And yes. do I trust that you care about me? Right, right. And I mean, I recently went through an experience where I had somebody uh, building a site for me. And um, he's French speaking, so I think that maybe there was a little lost in translation. And I had to kind of reiterate 
a lot of, of no, 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 I, I wanted this, I wanted that. So I worked with him and we went through that and it came to handing me over the site and it wasn't 100% what I wanted, but I could, I could work with it. And suddenly the bill is almost twice as much. And it's like, well, hang on, oh, I told you it would cost more, but never did you say how much. Did you say that's going to cost 50 bucks more, or that's going to be 100 more. Which if, if, you know, we understand sometimes the more work is required in something, and you should pay for that. That wasn't the question. But it's suddenly doubling the bill without warning me along the line. Right? And that is something. And then he deleted my site. So, oh, <coughs> so now I'm fighting to get it back because I've paid him. So, you know, we've got to, you've got to remember in this world of, of tweeting and Facebook and LinkedIn and referrals, the last thing you want is somebody to uh, say you had a bad experience with someone. So I think in all business, customer service comes first. And it, over the past few years, that has become more and more obvious. It really has. And we've gone to more big box, big company things where they've got to show that they really care about you and the community. Otherwise, we don't trust that they're going to give us what we need. I mean, we've seen this, uh, you know, through the COVID, the industries that stepped up, they either put money up or they turned their industry in, into making masks or this or that, yeah. uh, local communities and restaurants supplying. And, you know, my, my son has a restaurant and, and he snapped his Achilles heel um, right at the beginning of March and he's in a cast and he had to shut down his restaurant for in service, but he went to takeout and he's there at the, at the desk with his foot up taking orders. You know? And, uh, he hasn't made any money out of this. It's just barely managed to sustain keeping open. And he's not fully open now. People can come in, they can sit inside and out, but with the takeout food because he doesn't want to bring a whole load of new staff in if we're going to go back into a second wave and he has to, you know, let them go again. And it's navigating the times and they're going to think. But his community was so happy that he was open, that he was there providing food for them despite the situation that he was in. People remember that. The people like 3M that suddenly tripled their prices on everything, people are going to remember that. They're going to go to a different company. Hey, no, you were a profiteer at the time of a crisis, and we don't want anything to do with you on that. So right. one has to remember things like this, is that the world is in, in, in the same crisis right now. What are you doing for your community? And those that step up for the community, people really do feel are part of that family. And they will be supportive because that's where the support is. And we've got to remember that, haven't we? And we're part of a, of a community. Yes. Yes. A bigger community than what we, you know, that we know. And whether, you know, we're working with global clients, because of course, through Zoom, you can work with people anywhere in the world, which is wonderful. Or whether you're working with local people, it's uh, that same customer service needs to go out. You need to show that you care. You know, care and kindness equals love. It's very soppy, but that's the vibration and frequency we want to get up at to because we're really, there's so much disruption right now, which is needed because we're looking at the old systems and going, they don't work. They were for the few to profit at the expense of everyone else. The systems have to change completely. So this disruption that we're having right now is very, very much needed to get rid of the old and to go to the new. But what a perfect time to create a canvas 
of where we can go and how we can get there by now. And having a program like yours, where you were bringing people together in a peer group, in a support group, in their own community, where, you know, whether they're global or it doesn't matter, but the community they create for themselves of that support, that's the kind of pocketing we want to see in the world, where people step up and support each other, because that's the only way we're going to create a better world. It's the only way we're going to have a world. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, you know, like Mama Earth has just given us a warning next time it's delete. And, you know, so, yeah, you know, it's, we know change has to happen. And it's like, go with the change. Be part of the change. You know, for what you want to see in the world, create it. And if you can't do it on your own, get people together. And, and do it together because we're far better in numbers, in strong numbers that are really linked together for the same cause. So I imagine that putting people together in business, the philosophy is very important. What is their philosophy? What do they want to see for the future? Because then you will know whether they're on the same path as everyone else. Right, right. And that, that will come up in the mm -hmm. conversation. No question about that. Right. Because if it's people who just want, I just got to make bucks now then, you know, it's, it's, we're seeding for tomorrow. We're seeding and watering for tomorrow. And we're trying to get through today to make sure that the crop is being properly looked after for tomorrow. And, you know, that's all today is. It's, it's about navigating through today so that we can reap the, the benefit of the crop, you know, down the road. And you really need to have the like-hearted people together, don't you? You need all different personalities. Yeah. But ultimately you need people who are optimists. Yes. Have a growth mindset who mm -hmm. see that, as you said, what's possible. Mm -hmm. And if this isn't working, what can I do? Right. What should I do? What is important to me to be doing? The flexibility, you know, it's in learning anything, you know, it's, you're learning to sew and, you know, you get the needling your finger and you can't thread the, <laughs> the needle and, and uh, you know, the, the cotton gets caught up or you, you know, stitch something wrong and you've got to unstitch it. It's all part of the learning curve. But when you finally got that garment there that you made yourself, the sense of pride and the sense of joy and look what I've accomplished. So you've got to understand, is everything going to be easy moving forward? No but it can be easier if we're willing to come together. Yes. And that's the important thing. Social beings. Yes, yes, yes. We're not designed to do everything on our own, are we? No, I was once in a program and they said, well, look and find something that you know, speaks to you. And I saw a feather on the ground and I realized, you know, we're all strands of that feather. Mm. That, but that feather alone can't get that bird in flight. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. Where would it be with all, without all the feathers on its wings? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, as a species, we were designed always to be there for each other, to work together, uh, you know, for, for everyone, you know, and, and it got to the point where everybody became enslaved working just for the, you know, the top notch. And 
you know, it, it kind of always reminds me of the Lord of the Rings when the elves are saying, you know, the elves are going and it's the time of man. And I think, you know, the elves have come back and said, okay, you've had your time. <laughs> you've got to change your consciousness. You've got to change the way you do things because quite honestly, Earthlings, you've screwed this planet up. And we have to change because we're so capable. We're so capable of so much, of so much beauty, of so much joy, of so, such incredible abilities. Um, interviewed somebody yesterday has an autistic child and he said she is such a brilliant engineer the way she puts things together now it wasn't so long ago that they would tell people with autistic children put it in an institution go and have another one right you know now we're recognizing the abilities and the gifts of autistic children and just how incredible they are in their mind if we're willing to speak their language instead of always demanding they speak ours. So that flexibility and adaptability is something we've got to be willing to do, right? Bend, don't break, but, but be willing to bend. And be resilient. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. One of the most important things people can do right now is think back to a time where things did not look good for them. Mm -hmm. and how did they get past that? Yeah. And my guess is they got past it with a little help from their friends. Yes, a little help from my friends. Who sang that? Bob Dylan? No? <laughs> oh, is that the Beatles? <laughs> but I mean, that's the thing. The songs are always speaking to us coming together, you know, in kindness and love and consideration and, and togetherness. I mean, you know, why aren't we listening? You know, that's what we need. Um, so I imagine a lot of the corporations that you were working with, you know, now you can let them know you're doing it all online is that when they're ready, you're ready to open up to the corporations again. Well, definitely we'll do that. Yeah. Be flexible for them too. Right. So if you can't actually meet with them physically, then there's no harm with doing it this way. In fact, it's probably more beneficial for them. It saves them a lot of time and trouble. Yes, exactly. And travel. <laughs> That's another thing people say. I don't have two hours commute anymore. <laughs> I have more time to do this and that, which is great. Yeah, there's always some benefits after something, isn't it? However catastrophic something feels, there's always some benefits to come out of it. So we have to look at what those benefits are. Make lemonade out of lemons, right? That's right. <laughs> so again, people want to sign up. Um, they just go to your site, which is um, the peerlearninginstitute.com. Right, peerlearninginstitute.com. Now, you also have a blog. I'm quite, glasses are going to go back on. They're, they're blurred. Um, lauralandassociates.com. Yes, I do management and training um, tips every week. I'm up to 834. Wow. Wow, so there's a massive resources there right now. So lauralandassociates.com slash blog. And uh, so all those tips that are already there for people. And then, of course, they can reach out to you at dlaurel, um, L-A-U-R-E-L, at lauralandassociates.com to inquire. Or they can just uh, go to the, the peerlearninginstitute.com and sign up there. Absolutely. So 830 management training tips can be found, right? And, <laughs> and uh, you know, <laughs> and then leadership challenges and activities. You've got the book, 101 more ways to make training um, active. And, 
info lines conducting a classroom, which the classroom now is online. And you, as I said, you've been doing this a long time. So, you know, the, you yourself are having to navigate a new way of doing it, but that doesn't mean everything that you've done is, is you know, thrown out with the bathwater. It just, you bring with you all the knowledge that you've accumulated, all the experiences that you've accumulated, and you've just put them into new modules and in a new format for people. That's, there's no other choice. Right. That's the way it needs to be. Yes. Yes. I can rail against the need to do that because I love classroom training, but mm -hmm. it's not going to work right now. No, no. And I think we're going to be looking at a, a good year before even that goes back. And I think what we're going to be seeing is, is this is going to become the norm. And, you know, it will be more the special going into the classroom or the boardroom, you know, and I think it's going to be, this is going to become more the norm uh, because it's practical, it's safer, and it can be more productive if people know how to navigate it. And that is the importance and that's where you come in. I wish you'd been around when I was putting my <laughs> thing together because that's, you know, um, something I needed very much as well. And having people right now i know who are coaches are going i don't know how to do this online or i you know i i don't know how to you know i like meeting my customers in person I, I don't know about this and it's like talk to other people how they're doing you'll soon learn having a conversation through this is just you know maybe not as nice as sitting down at a table with them but there's you soon realize that you're connecting with energies and once those energies are connected you know you forget that you're talking through a screen Yes, and you know, people have said, well, I prefer this because if I go to do a, a networking conference, mm -hmm. how many people am I going to meet and how many people am I going to have a real conversation with? Yes. Whereas this way, we have to have a real conversation. We're looking at each other. Yes, otherwise it's just blank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it's also a not, you know, I find those all networking things, which I used to do, and it's just an exchange of cards and pitch, pitch, pitch. And it, you know, yeah, yeah, and you're not for me, and on to the next. And, you know, you end up talking maybe with one person the whole evening, and, and if lucky, you know. And so, as you said, this way, you know, you have to be engaged. And the other thing is be engaged on your social media. Uh, it's not just about posting something. It's about interaction because marketing today is about interacting with people, following somebody that's saying something, I've got a solution for you that, or I have found this, or I found that, get people engaged, because that's the way we're online now, and that means you've got to do the online marketing, and that means engagement and participation, not just posting and coming back to it a couple of weeks later. Look upon this as your new marketing platform, and that means being engaged. Creating a relationship. Yes, yes. Down to trust. We trust the people that we know. Right. And, and you can have some wonderful conversations and wonderful interactions and wonderful referrals. Don't think that everybody might be a customer. And, you know, it just they may love who you are and what you do and going to refer people to you. You've got to understand there's that aspect of it. So it's always your best foot forward, right? Right. It's exciting times, although, yes, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, at our age in life kind of redirection again, it's like, okay, all right, you know, um, a new learning curve, but it's also exciting because it means that 
you can reach more people on a broader spectrum. And, uh, and, and that means that that domino effect is just going to go out and ripple out even more, which is really quite exciting. I don't know if you're familiar with quad meets, Q-U-A-D meets. No, no, I'm not familiar with that. But if you, what it does is it takes four people who are interested in connecting and they just sign up and people can come from anywhere in the world. I was on one at, uh, earlier today and we had someone from California, someone from Kansas, someone from India, mm -hmm. all talking about the same things. Wonderful, wonderful. So what you're trying to do with the peer group is the same type of thing, kind of maybe not a quad, but you're creating their own little meat thing. But what this other thing does is just kind of randomly puts you with people and you see where the connection is. I'll have to look at that. I'm going to write that down. Quad meets. Good idea. It was started by Ryan Christensen, who apparently felt that he had a lot of friends or contacts on LinkedIn, but he didn't know anybody. Right. Right. Yes. I set out to have a conversation with the people on LinkedIn, and then it ends up in an interview. <laughs> because I like what they have to say, <laughs> right? That. Exactly. Fun. That's why you're here. I like what you had to say. I love the program that you have. I think it's so needed right now, so needed. And it makes sense because it's not just something that they do and then, you know, they're left out in the cold. You know, it's, they formed a group where then they have the skills and the tools to troubleshoot and support each other for as long as they want, which is wonderful. So it's ongoing, which is what we need right now, because we don't know how we're going to have to shift a few months from now. You know, we don't know. This is the thing right now. We have no idea what tomorrow is going to bring. So, you know, all we have to do is just, you know, plant seeds and water and, and be willing to, to navigate this new structure now. And rather like the cha-cha-cha, you know, that we two steps forward, two steps back, that we actually can, can get into the rhythm of the dance and not be crippled by it. Very poetic. <laughs> let's look at it as exploratory. Let's look at it as adventurous. Let's look at it as a new canvas to paint. But it's also, let's, you know, join the art room where everybody else is painting a canvas as well and then just see how we can help each other. Because bottom line, that is what it's about. So this peer group. All the colors. All the colors. All the colors. That's it. I'm a true colors coach. All four personalities are important in, to, in order to have a whole perspective. And what you're doing with all of these people, each one of them is going to bring their own perspective in, their own ideas, which they're going to share with one another and therefore end up supporting one another in each and, and individual um, platform, which is beautiful. I love it. So peer, back to it, where is it, where is it? Um, the peerlearninginstitute.com. Get in there and sign up and uh, reach out um, and see, you know, whether it's a cup of tea. Do you do a, you, you do a questionnaire or you do a, a, a chat with them first? We'll do a chat with them. Right. And then you can kind of get from there who fits with whom and then get all the information from there. But, there are so many people right now that need you because they're just, they're kind of flapping in the wind, you know, not knowing how to change or how to manage this next step. And what they do now is what's going to be foundational for everything else that's to come. 
and any other storms they have to face. So it's very, very important that they get in now and kind of manage that now. And uh, it's a shared hat, isn't it? Yes. And doing it at the beginning so that you have a support group to support you throughout as you are moving through the different stages of beginning and becoming more mature and expand yeah. whatever it is that you choose to do is so important because being a solo entrepreneur is isolating. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. Yeah. And even if you have supportive friends, they're not in the same situation. So right. Yes. different kind of support that you yeah. need. Yes. I, I have wonderful support from some friends, but only one or two of them really get what I do. You know, one of them is an incredible cheerleader, but she doesn't listen to my shows, but she tells everybody what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, and, um, but that's okay. She's just wonderfully, incredibly supportive. And it's very, very important to me um, to have that because it's just somebody who sees you for who you are, whether they get what you're doing. But what you're doing is putting people together who get what each other's doing and can be supportive and proactive and creative and solutional. And, you know, you're building a sister brotherhood, whatever it is. And whether you've been in business for a long time or not, it doesn't matter. This is a new platform that you're on. This is a new way of doing business. So a lot of the old you have to scratch because it doesn't apply anymore. And you take what does work and bring it forth. But it's a new system. So you may as well learn this new system and form a, a collaborative group there where you can work together and help each other through this new system because it's going to change again over the next few months and you want to be ready for it. Right. And people need your services, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, you need to do this. Yes, yes, definitely. And that's the whole point of it. You need to do this. You know, for, for you, not, you're going to be a better coach, far better coach having a team of people where you are managing together and supporting one another, you're going to be a better coach. And that means your clientele is going to be happier. So the services that you're giving are going to be more productive than you flapping in the wind and not quite sure what you're doing. So if you've got a coaching business right now and you're in flux, this is the time to reach out and form that other group, learn those skills and, and how to manage all of that because management is key and that will just see you through everything else that you have to do. We welcome everyone. Exactly. doesn't matter where from, what age, what sex, what anything, right? It's just... Or how long they've been in business. Right. Exactly. So whether you're just starting out or whether you're redirecting, you know, it's a, it's, it's a whole new system that we have to learn here now. And it's best to learn it in a group where you can be supportive of each other with the right skills. And that's the thing. You've been in management now for a very long time, since you were two. <laughs> and all those years, you've learned the, the, the tools that are applicable to today um, and that are common sense and that could be applied to any situation down the road. But it doesn't mean just because we're an entrepreneur, we know what they are. And that's one of the things we need to learn straight away, how to manage our business. So that we can focus on doing what we do best. Yes. Yes, you, you want to set your management up in your business so that it's running smoothly so you can go and do and play that instrument without worrying about, you know, the strings. <laughs> <laughs>
It's just going to make you a better performer, right? <laughs> Definitely. Well, thanks so much for being with us here today, uh, Deborah. It's been great. And, and thank you for sharing all your expertise and redirecting yourself, you know, so that this is a new medium for you, you know, from the classroom to this. But downsizing it to a point where it can get to the entrepreneurs uh, that really need it right now. And of course, industry, any industries listening out here, she can do exactly the same platform for your industry as well. It's just all online now. So uh, it will benefit them as well. So we need you. Thank you. And thank you so much for this opportunity. I've really enjoyed it. Oh, my pleasure. And thank you so much for what you're doing. And, you know, don't forget for those skills that you're going to learn to manage your business will also help you manage your own life, manage your stress, manage your, your, your future plans. Management is key because it's what strengthens everything about you and everything that you do. Having that under your belt and knowing what to do and having camaraderie with people that you can talk to it about it is the foundation of strength in order to help you grow. So thank you, Deborah. Until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope you enjoyed the show. We look forward to bringing you more shows. Please go to selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see the incredible lineup of genres and shows that we have for you. We are here to make a difference in your life. Thank you for listening.